So that's yeah. that's our challenge for you this week is just to find a way to make Holy Week experiential for your family. You know, take some time and live Holy Week and the True to Them in a way that's really meaningful for mm-hmm. whatever ages and stages you're in right now. Yeah. And and to also take the opportunity to reflect back on Lent and where was the Lord working in, in those 40 days. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, ready to come alive in Holy Week. <laughs> or at least stay alive. <laughs> and, you know, striving to weave that Sunday Lenten experience into the everyday moments of our week. Mm. Oh, <laughs> weaving with palms. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host. Pull up a chair or beanbag or, you know what, if you're just at the point where you just need to lay on the floor, lay on the floor. But put away the to-do list for a minute and come join us as we talk, laugh, and sometimes cry about our experiences raising Catholic families and finding God in the everyday moments of our lives. Holy Week is here. It is, but no. Yes. How? It's here. No. Palm Sunday is upon us. No. It's time to break out those palm leaves. I guess it's time. It's good. It's good because, you know, we're at what week 14 of lent yes so and it very is long lent it is a long lent it is good that we are at palm sunday i, I think so there's a little um buzz around my house mm-hmm. as we approach palm mm-hmm. sunday you know like they see me buying the easter candy oh, and yeah. you know they see us making the baskets that we're going to donate oh, to other families nice. and so they get really excited like Ooh, okay maybe one of these will be in my easter basket <laughs> You know, so the, yeah, there's a little bit of an excitement there okay. as we approach it. So, but as long as good. we're talking about palms, <laughs> I'm curious because it seems like a prerequisite Catholic mom skill to be able to like make palm art with your palms. Do you do that? Like crosses, roses, entire nativity scenes, maybe the scene of the whole passion. <laughs> Like you see all these online and I'm like, how many palms did you take? I always wonder who who makes the palms the Pope carries because they're just so magnificent. So my friend was actually at one of the Pope's uh, Palm Sunday masses. And so, Mm, yeah, I'm very interested in that. But no, I am not a very good palm artist. I I can make a, a simple cross. I can do that. Um, and my children are very good at wielding them like swords. I was just going to say, I can make a really great lightsaber out of a, mm. a palm, too. Oh, a lightsaber. Yeah, we're very into Star Wars right Yeah, now. I could see that. I could see that. So let's talk about this experience yeah. of Palm Sunday Mass. Like, it's very long. It's so long. It was like the longest Mass of the... I mean, not... And we and Easter we, Vigil aside. Yes. It feels like the longest Sunday. And we hand our children a weapon as they enter church. Mm. Hmm. You know, um, seems not wise. Yeah. So if you're laughing now, it's because you have a child who has used a palm as a weapon before. And if or you yourself have maybe (laughs) (laughs) distracted a child by using it as a poker. Oh, oh, yes. So we have a little chat at our house before we go to Palm Sunday Mass. Um, It's either at the house or it's like in the car. Like a flight attendant. Please fasten your seatbelt. Yes, it is an exit strategy. (laughs) These are the safety precautions that you must take before you enter into Palm Sunday liturgy. So (laughs) it has to be right before Mass. It can't be the day before. It has to be like fresh on their minds. And it has to be simple. All all guidelines must be very simple and easy to follow. So there there are three rules about going to Palm Sunday Mass in the Joyce household. All right. Number one is that thou shalt not use the palm as a sword, fishing pole, spear, <laughs> or Jesus, any other Jesus weapon like fishing, apparatus. Nicole. Jesus went fishing. I don't 
I don't get it. <laughs> We're supposed to be fishers of men. But not, not during mass. Not with your palm. <laughs> no, not with your palm. Um, and number two is that you are permitted to make one palm cross okay. while seated in your pew before mass and maybe during the homily if you are very quiet and not disruptive. How would you make more than one? Oh, some of my kids have attempted to make like 12 by the time mass is over and that is just i don't i don't want to take like literally a bag full of palm crosses home with me at the end of mass um and then the last rule is that if you violate any of the other two rules Mm -hmm. i get to take all your palms until the end of mass and you can have them back in the car that that seems fair it it kind of has to be that way right because like like we said it's a very long mass it is and that's a lot of time for your children to engage in sword fighting Mm. um poking each other mm-hmm. tickling mm-hmm. each other in the back of the head with the palm or like the lady in front of us that's also very sad i remember one time one of my kids did that she oh, no. like accidentally like jabbed her with it and they were just, just trying like, to scratch oh. her back it's all good it's all good they were just being helpful using those back scratchers is also a no yeah. um, oh yeah so i will admit that our parish has eschewed all of these problems by not handing out palms until after mass so father and deacon will bless them they'll present them but people pick them up on their way out of the sanctuary. Mm. And then the sword play can commence in the courtyard and not in the pews. And it was most definitely a parent who came up with this idea, yes? Probably so. Probably I mean, so. Or it could have been father and his, you know, And he was just like, this is too distracting <laughs> for me. <laughs> Put down the weapons. Interesting. Interesting. But, but yeah, we have a lot of young families and not one has complained that the palms are not given out at the beginning of mass. But they're probably thanking you, like, thank you so much for making this a little bit less stressful for me. Yeah. Well, and honestly, for the parish, too, it's easier because we don't have all the palm fronds that we're cleaning up from the pews. Yes. Which there's always that's that... the other, the peeling of oh, the palms. Oh, the little stringy yes. things. Yes. That drove me crazy more than the sword play. Like, yes. please stop peeling your palms. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's always that one parent who comes through and the, the child picks up a palm. Mm-hmm. And, like, as they're walking in, there's this look on the parent's face, just like the look of the parent when, oh. like, their kid opens a Nerf gun yes. at a birthday party. <laughs> Or like one of those suction cup dart bow and arrow type sets. Mm-hmm. And they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's so nice. That reluctant, thank you so but much. But really like in the back of their I minds, they're imagining really all the ways like that they're not going to like having this in their right. house. All the ways they can sneak it back into your bag as you exit <laughs> their property. <laughs> or as we have done with our kids when our grandparents yes. have bought stuff. That will be played with at their house. And this not is going to live at Mugga's house. Right. Because we are not taking that home. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So palms after mass. So we're not reliving the Princess Bride with, you know, Dread Pirate Roberts and Inigo Montoya and (laughs) Andre the Giant. (laughs) Or or any any. epic lightsaber battle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're very much into Star Wars. So no Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. No, everyone's hands are intact when we exit the church. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. After, who knows? Who knows what happens in the car? Mm, So Palm Sunday. Yes. (laughs) Here we are. We're here. And if you haven't guessed it, we're going to talk about palms. 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 And other... And other experiential liturgical things. Because as much as the swordplay is kind of annoying as a parent to try to like control, it absolutely... Like, there's a little kid in all of us, right? Mm. And so we love the experiential stuff. We talked about that for Ash Wednesday. People love their ashes. Yes. They love come getting marked. And... So while the swordplay is discouraged during Mass, there is something about that and like the creative twisting and the braiding and the tactile way that we enter in Mm -hmm. to this beautiful liturgy. Especially during Holy Week. Right. We're we're getting so close and the kids 
are probably getting a little pumped up. They're excited. So anything mm-hmm. we can do to kind of make the experience of Holy Week very tangible and real for them yeah. um, kind of helps not necessarily to like calm the excitement because no. there's just no way around no. that but <laughs> no. but to like orient it to, to ground direct it. it toward what we're really preparing for you know and I like to remind myself because I'm I'm the problem it's me <laughs> you know <laughs> like I'm the one who's like just sit down but God has made us small as sacramental, like we're supposed to encounter him with all of our senses. Mm. So there's something very holy about the braiding and the fighting and the digging and the, well, maybe not the fighting, but like, <laughs> you know, there's something really holy about being able to enter in with our hands and and our feet and, and really touch the things that we are are doing during this week. Yes, and, and it's those those traditions those practices that Mm -hmm. we live out through the week if we make them traditions if we make them something that we do those are the things that kind of form a core set of memories around what holy week looks like in our homes that's right we're talking about holy week not just palms right not just palms Uh, i mean we're talking about like things we do in addition to palms right right but but i think that's important because if we're going to be domestic church Mm. we have to have our own liturgies and we yeah. have to have our own rites and our own rituals. And so if we figure out what those are for our family, we're we're building a vision for our kids of what yeah. it looks like to be part of the bigger church, yeah. but also what it can look like to be church in our homes. Right, because that, that is the call. Like very little actually happens in the brick and mortar of our parishes. Exactly. I mean, a lot happens there. Mm-hmm. But the majority of our life is lived not in that church building. Yes, amen. Amen. So All right. dis- disclaimer. Yeah. We're going to talk, we're going to walk through Holy Week here. And we got a couple ideas that are not complicated, um, but how we, how we or people we know have lived Holy yeah. Week. We are not saying that you should do all the things. No. I Never. mean, if you like doing these things, like have at it. But yeah. we we are not presenting this to you because we want to like We could somewhat Marie Kondo it. Like what sparks joy in this? Like what brings you to life? Do that. Yeah. But no, if we ever say do all the things, please know that that is a cry for help. <laughs> like <laughs> That means someone, someone has forced right. us to say that because that's not something we would it say It is not naturally. what we would say at all. <laughs> all right. So let's start with like, uh, so, so we've already talked about Palm Sunday. Yep. Great time to practice your palm art. Right. Great time to... Or just stick it behind a frame the way that it is, which is what it ends up being yes, in our house half the time. That's you. Great time to talk about Jesus entering into the city to talk about preparations for Holy Week and how quickly that whole thing spirals yes. out of control. My kids are always very fascinated like by that. That is like, I always am struck by like how fickle crowds are. Like one minute, praise him, Hosanna in the highest. And like the next minute, crucify, crucify him. Like him. that yes. is like on the, turns on a dime. Yes. yes. So yeah, we can so talk about that. So that's a great conversation too, but mm-hmm. the palms are always good. And then like Monday or Tuesday, if you haven't already done this during Lent, it's a great time to get to confession, mm-hmm. adoration. Yeah. Most that parishes final. around are offering that. Um, the I Am Here campaign has a holy hour every day in Lent. Yes. To, if you want to find one there. But yes, it's yeah. a great time to come for confession and adoration. And, and no matter how your Lent has gone, like this is the week. Yes. Where we can just begin again and make a commitment to really entering in to the sacraments, both 
capital S and, and smaller S, right? Like yes. to really make ourselves present Absolutely. with Jesus. 46 days is a long time, especially if you if you have littles. Oh, yeah. So if your littles haven't done a ton and you're like, oh, man, we just did not do Lent well in our house. And things our happen. Kids. Like things life happen, happens. Right? Yeah. This is a great time to be like this week. This is going to yeah. be how we prepare. And this is like game on. Yes. Like, this is our week. And again, it doesn't have to be all the things. No. Please but, don't make it all the things. But that the focus, that the center of what we do yeah. can be about preparing for Easter. Yeah. And so like if you have littles or you just can't make it to confession or adoration or if the kids aren't old enough for the sacrament, maybe you pull out that family examine that we talked about before and you do a small examination of conscience within your families and you say an act of contrition yeah. together. Yeah. But ideally, in like the Slanus Casey Center has reconciliation mm-hmm. on the hour every hour for most of the day uh, so there are places that you can go to get to confession yes but it's at the very so least you know take that that prepare a clean heart in me oh lord right like we're still coming back to him with our whole hearts so take a moment and offer it mm-hmm. what's and, next oh next is wednesday we call it spy wednesday yes, in our we house do the day that Judas decided to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. And do I you play f- I Spy? I do not play I Spy. That's a really good idea. Um, a friend of mine hides chocolate coins around her house, 30 of them. Oh, nice. It's really fun. And then the kids, you know, run around trying to find them. We probably couldn't do that because we have a dog. Oh, you know. And he most definitely would eat them all. <laughs> um, last year we so had maybe to hide traumatize all the, the kids. Easter yeah. eggs and stuff like high because he's a small dog and and we couldn't put like easter baskets out or anything until the day of because Mm. he would most definitely try to climb on the table and get them Mm. so we don't do that in our house but but i think that's a really cute idea to do something that kind of ties back to it and Mm -hmm. and to maybe have a conversation with your kids about what happened to judas like why why was he um drawn to to do something like this and the experience of betrayal Mm -hmm. yep yes yeah, and I think if you have slightly older kids, they've all had those experiences with their friends. And so it's a really beautiful opportunity even to pray over those moments and to offer those to Jesus. Yes. You know, for healing and, and the talk about what Jesus' relationship to Judas was. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a good time to revisit some of the things that we've already talked about on 52sundays.com, mm-hmm. like praying for someone who's hurt you in some right. way, praying for someone who's offended you. Um, you know, offering a rosary or a decade of the rosary. I mean, those are all great practices to to look back on and try again, especially mm-hmm. during this last week. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then we're to Holy Thursday. I love Holy Thursday. I do too. So beautiful. It's just something about remembering the Last Supper and remembering mm-hmm. the institution of the Eucharist. Yeah. Um, and Jesus sharing a meal with with his closest friends. Yeah. It's just so beautifully done. Like that's. That's something I don't want to do if I knew I was dying, right? Like right. to share a meal yeah. with the people I love well, the most. And then the washing of the feet, even like, you know, that reminder that he didn't come to be served, but to serve. And that that's what we are called to do as as disciples and like the humility yes. of our Lord to wash the dirtiest parts of the disciples' bodies at that point. Although Peter, you know, mm, Peter's like Peter. all of me. All of me, please. <laughs> right. We talked about how much I love Peter and his extreme gotta go extra completely misdirected <laughs> but like extra go big or go home know, right? is peter's motto go big or go home <laughs> oh my goodness but anyway uh one of the things that i think it was mary wilkerson that i saw do and so our family had done it for a while is uh doing a foot washing in the last supper meal 
in our own home with mm, our children. That's beautiful. And so we do a little Mediterranean feast, not a Seder meal, because we are not Jewish. Thank you. And that is mm-hmm. not just frowned upon. It, it's disrespectful to our, our Jewish brothers sure. and sisters uh, to co-opt something that is that is theirs. But, you know, we have a Mediterranean feast. We have a little hummus, a little pita, some grapes. Nice. And then we wash each other's feet. And the kids were so moved. Every year they're so moved. Now that they're older... We go to the Mass of the Lord's Supper. Yes. And one of our kids always wants to volunteer to get their feet washed. Oh, The other one is like, (laughs) do they have to touch my feet? I'm like, absolutely, they do not. In fact, I would recommend not. Right. (laughs) Let's not do that to Father. (laughs) Yeah, if if your kids are at a stage where you feel that you can come to the Mass of the Lord's Supper, I highly recommend it. It's such a beautiful experience to... Watch your watch the priest wash the feet mm-hmm. of whoever they determine will be having their feet washed mm-hmm. to participate in that mass. And of course, you have the opportunity to stay after mass for adoration at the altar mm-hmm. of repose, which is just a wonderfully beautiful time to reconnect with our Lord. Um, because we know that after that, yeah. we're going to wake up and it's going to be Good Friday. Right. 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 And I think of Peter during that time, too. It's a lot about Peter. <laughs> but, you know, in that moment after the Last Supper when, when Jesus is in the garden and he asks him, just just stay with me one hour. And you couldn't stay awake. Like, that is always just so convicting. Yes. So convicting. Yes. In that moment to recall that even the apostles had a little bit of trouble, but they tried. Yes. They were there. They might have been asleep, but they were there. Yes. I like to call that resting in the spirit. I don't <laughs> Peter didn't think of that I response. I don't think that's... <laughs> Right. So, so yeah, so I think um, um, a more like advanced level of participation in the Triduum would be to go to all the the services and liturgies mm-hmm. in that. So starting with Holy Thursday, coming to Good Friday service and praying the Stations of the Cross and then going on Holy Saturday for, um, well, on Saturday night for the Easter Vigil. So right. it would be like a very more, like a, a little bit more advanced experience. And I do know plenty of families who do this, even oh, with absolutely. young people. Yeah. So don't feel like that's something that's out of your Nope. Your realm of reality just because you have young people. No, and I think you know your family. You know what they can handle. But yes. I wouldn't let having littles scare you away from, from mm-hmm. going because they rise to the expectations we set. Yes. Most Amen. of the time. Amen. Or we can pivot. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is the life of the parent, right? We, right? we pivot. If we spent Easter Vigil in the narthex or in the, the cry room, if your parish has one, that's okay. It's yeah. okay to stretch those muscles for those kids mm-hmm. to say this is really important. And yes. this is why we do what we do. Like there's a reason these are the holiest days of the year for us yes. as a church. And it's important that we are here. It is good that we are mm-hmm. here. Now, if they're really little or they're a little squirrely and you know your family isn't going to make it through <laughs> the Good Friday stations and the liturgy, what we used to like to do with our kids on Good Friday would be to go to outdoor stations because then they're not contained in a pew. We can walk with them, so there's a little bit more of the. If they're yeah, a little squirrely, yeah, the they stations can walk. are a great idea, mm-hmm. and there are, are a ton of mm-hmm. really wonderful stations for families, stations of the cross for young people. I actually just had um, a deacon at one of our parishes introduce me to stations of the cross for senior citizens. Oh my goodness! Yes, and I just think any anything like that, any yeah. resource you can find like that that's relevant to your experience is a really beautiful way to truly enter into our Lord's passion and find yourself 
in the experience, either in the experience of Jesus himself or in the experience of the people he encounters on his walk as he carries his cross. Uh, All of those opportunities for reflection are so helpful for the kids to really live it and really wrap their heads around what was happening. And again, I feel like the more engaging and tactile we can make it, the better. Yes. Like just because our kids do, they learn by experience. And I know at our school, they used to do uh, shadow stations. Mm. So like the older kids would create the stations out of shadow. And both of my kids are begging. They're like, can we do those again? I'm like, I am not in charge of that. (laughs) I can direct you to the one who is. Right, right. (laughs) Right? But they loved it because they did. They were like, it was more meaningful. Like it just felt more real. Yeah. It felt more real. It it was more real, but also left something for them to imagine at the same time. Yeah. I love that too. So Holy Saturday in our house is really a quiet day Mm -hmm. of preparation. Um, You know, like we know Jesus is in the tomb, right? So um, you can take your Easter baskets to get blessed. Mm -hmm. We can color our eggs and prepare for the resurrection. We try to keep it very simple. We're like no screens, which I know might sound terrifying to some of you, but it's something that we do that we're used to doing. Um, So that's just part of how we try to keep it quiet and simple and reflective um, in our home. Yep, we do something similar, uh, preparing. We don't do completely no screens, but we will do like Jesus screens. So mm. we'll watch different movies. Um, That's maybe actually a great not idea. Not The Passion of the Cross. I would, you know, even like watching <laughs> the, the Chosen. Of the, Christ. Oh, yeah. no, the Chosen, the Chosen would be great, yes. And just because our kids are just really engaged by it. Mm-hmm. And we, this is new for us. Yeah. So that's like as we're looking forward to it this year, I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe that's a good day to revisit and begin again with season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but to enter into those things that help us to continue to remember, though it's a silent day, Jesus has descended, but he is at work. There's that ancient homily, right? that beautiful homily that there's a great stillness on the earth, a great silence on the earth, but that doesn't mean that God is not at work. Right. And it's a good reminder for us to even reflect on how is it in those quiet moments that go unseen that God has been working and maybe it's a good time to revisit Lent. Yes. To see where God has been working in our desert, calling us closer to him Mm. with our whole families. Yes. I like that. And to go back and kind of revisit the journey. Like, how have we grown? How has God been present? Where did he surprise us? Because I know that's always mine. Like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, look where he showed up. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. Sure. So. Sure. And then next level Saturday evening experience, of course, Mm -hmm. would be coming to the Easter Vigil, which can be pretty long. Especially if you have a lot of people coming into the church. Yes. Or depending on how many of the Old Testament readings your pastor (laughs) likes to read. Yes, that too. If they decide to do all All the readings, then then it's it's going to be a long three-hour mass. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I came into the church at Easter Vigil, so I You love it. Love it. My husband also came into the church at the Easter Vigil. And um, we always like to tell the kids that um, our youngest was the only one who was there for that because the other three were in bed, but I was pregnant with my oh. daughter when she when he oh, came into the church. That's cute. So we always joke that yeah. she was the only one to nice. see Dad get baptized. Nice. Like I still think back to my whole experience, and I came in at a campus parish, and so it was extra. Oh, yes. Super extra. Like there was a huge choir. They had like slides that recreated the visuals for God's creation and the exodus. And like, oh, wow. So you had visuals going along that with is all super of extra. The readings, wow. but yeah, I I also love the Easter Vigil. I think it's really beautiful to um, come into total darkness and yes. have that that revelation of light. It's 
Yes. It's, yeah. it's a very sensory experience if your kids are up for also it. Also true. If you have kids that have sensory issues, it is not the mass. Yes. Usually. Well, unless you're, you have a sensory seeker who might really be into that. Oh, fair it's enough. definitely but possible. People, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people who are really sensitive to yes. sound and... I, I do highly recommend bringing your kids in their pajamas or in something that's easy for them to change out of afterwards <laughs> if you're going to get out really late, though. Nobody oh, will judge funny. you. <laughs> yeah, you know, we avoided it for years because that was the mass that I, I always preferred to go to because I came into the church during that time. And with little kids, we kind of avoided it for a little bit. But we took them last year and they love it. That is that is where they want to go. My son wants to serve for Easter Vigil. Yes, I have altar right? servers yeah. who served at Easter Vigil last year and they Just really love loved it. it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, any any of those special liturgies yep. they want to serve mm-hmm. at, at every There's something something beautiful about that. Yes, you know, and for so. them to have that um, personal firsthand experience in in making that beautiful right. liturgy happen yeah. is so helpful for them to make it really real. Like altar serving, one hundred percent, one hundred percent recommend. Let them alter if they want. If they to, want I to, I was just going to say, don't force yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. But if they want to, don't. I think you got to know hesitate. your kids. So I think some parents are afraid to let their kids oh. alter serve. Um, you know, like oh, that's a lot for you to remember. It might be oh, kind of no. stressful for you. I will say, like every priest so I know fun. will walk them through yes. those moments. Like there's so no fun. priest that doesn't know what's going to happen next. Yes. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. yeah, mine were nervous. Like the first time he was lead altar server, who was like, "What if I don't?" I'm like, "Father's going to walk you through it. It's going to be okay." Yeah. And if you mess up, guess what? No one can see you. And, and some it's people right. might not even notice. Right. <laughs> Most of us probably <laughs> won't even notice because Father knows what's going on and he's going to help you through. Exactly. But yeah, the Easter vigil, I would say don't just don't be afraid. Yeah. Give it a try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yes. But coming right. to those masses, even if your kids are too young to be altar servers, oh, yeah. coming to experience that, oh, it's even such a Even if they're sleeping in the pew, again, yes. resting in the spirit. <laughs> right. But you're beginning to build that muscle. Yes, Which is are. really part of what we're doing Amen. here. Amen. So don't do all of it. But if something calls to you, if something sounds like, ooh, that's something our family would enjoy, give it a try. Or let us know. What do you do for Holy Week? I'd love to hear that. Yeah. I'm always looking for new ideas. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's our challenge for you this week is just to find a way to make Holy Week experiential for your family. You know, take some time and live Holy Week and the Triduum in a way that's really meaningful for whatever ages and stages you're in right now yeah and and to also take the opportunity to reflect back on lent and where was the lord working in in those 40 days sounds good Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening to beyond sunday we hope you leave encouraged to fully engage with the events of these holy days in the week ahead you can find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts